Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, it's Radiant Silver Gun time. But first, a quick question. Alright, Craig. Uh, with me to talk about Radiant Silver Gun is Craig. You know that already. Alright, Craig. So the question is, mm -hmm. I just thought of this because we're recording this in batches. Okay. Would you rather be stuck in a room listening to the Blast Core soundtrack? Mm -hmm. Or the ending song from Pyre. Oh my god, kill me now. And why not? We'll throw in the Red Hot Chili Peppers just for <laughs> for for equality's oh. sake. Uh, which one? Yeah. It kind of have to be Blast Corpse, but I would hate every moment because I wouldn't be listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the ending song of Pyre. Isn't just bad. It's like cringing. It is cringy bad. It's, yeah, it's um, it's not just terrible. It's just it's an extra level. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for that quick question. Uh, so as I said before, Craig is here. He is going to read the stats like a champ. Uh huh. Right now, like I wasn't talking about in some nebulous future. Ah. Uh, okay. Right. Fair enough. Um, so, Radiant Silver Gun, it's my pick from 1998, which is just dandy. It is not Grim Fandango, which is a much better game in every way. Um, mm. So, Radiant Silver Gun developed, yes, it was developed by Treasure, it was published by Treasure, and also Microsoft, by the Xbox 360 port, and someone else for the Saturn. Uh, directed by Hiroshi Iuchi, produced by Hiroshi Iuchi. Composed by, uh, the music was composed by Toshi Sakamoto, who we've mentioned in nearly every episode since the beginning of this podcast. Um, mm -hmm. And it was released in the arcade in the Saturn um, in 1998 and then 360 in 2001. And it's Japan, as, as far as I know, just it's a Japan-only release. Until the 360. And Until the 360. Apologies. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah, that is Radiant Silver Gun. Um, Hiroshi Yuchi, who I looked into the background because I've started actually doing a bit of research, made one of the better games of the past, Bucky O'Hare. The Bucky O'Hare designed the character and uh, graphics and other wee bits and bobs of effects and stuff. And Bucky O'Hare is amazing. So okay, he didn't design the yeah. character Bucky O'Hare. He did the design in the game. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I was like, whoa, wait. Wait, I don't think that's true. Um, wow, I didn't know you were a Bucky O'Hare fan. I like Bucky O'Hare. Um, I do too. Uh, well, like, okay, I like as a most, kid. I like most rabbits. Bucky O'Hare and Jack, Jazz Jack Rabbit are two of my favorite kind of Bunnies? Like rabbits. Um, <laughs> Bugs, Bugs is still uh, number one for me. But in terms... <gasps> and then did did Rare from last week not make the... Um, What'd you call it game with the rabbit? Who Framed Roger Rabbit game? They did. Wow, look at you dropping the knowledge bombs. So, yeah. I need I need a bunny for next week. And that's what I need to find as a, as a bunny to tie into next week's All game. All right, so we've already gotten the sidetracked um, here. And the best way to curb a sidetrack is to follow that rail line until it's explosive end. So, <laughs> um, in terms of gun-toting rabbits... Probably, uh, mm -hmm. I'll take Bucky O'Hare over Jazz because he's got that six arm duck yeah. guy. That's pretty cool. I like yeah. him. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Um, in terms of other bunnies, we should talk about Radiant Silver Gun. 
Except for Roger Rabbit. Yes. I mean, I mean, the coolest thing about Roger Rabbit is not Roger Rabbit. It's actually Eddie Valiant, right? Like, Bob Hoskins is what makes that movie cool, not Roger oh, Rabbit. Yeah. So in this mythical fight is is Bob Hoskins coming with Roger Rabbit. Is it like Bunny plus one? Yeah, go Bunny plus one. Bunny plus one other. Okay, all right, all right. So, hmm. in which case, Jazz Jack Rabbit just fails. Well, no, he's got a he's got a plus one. He's got the the, the girl rabbit. So, oh yes. Uh, in that case, I'd probably so, oh I I really like Bob Hoskins. I'd have to go Roger Rabbit and Bob Hoskins. Uh, uh-huh. I, I quite like Bob Hoskins as well. But it it would be I would be whispering at Roger Rabbit and Bob Hoskins. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, so. Um, Craig, getting back on track, what's your history with Bob Hoskins? Oh my god, so my history with Radiant (laughs) Silver Gun is... Well, that was what they used to call him on uh, set. Never played it. They called him Radiant Silver Gun. Oh yeah, they used to call him the the Radiant Silver Gun. He's here. Um, Like, no experience. Once again, no experience. I know it is considered one of the greats. Blah, de blah, de blah, de blah, de blah. Um, But yeah, genuinely... Nada, and the reason I picked it was because I felt bad because we were already doing another adventure game later in the year. We are. Um, it's been yeah, we're doing Broken Sword at oh, some point. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I might swap that out for something. You, you never know. We might get another. We might get another. Sure. Um, yeah, like no. No history whatsoever, and I've been dipping my toes in genres that I don't traditionally get my toes dipped into. Uh, so I thought, this why not? It's one of the greats, blah, 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 blah. But um, in reality... Uh, You'll find out. The, the bigger they are, the higher they fall, the, or something. I don't know. Uh, the bigger they are, the... If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Uh, okay, okay, so... Yeah, Number one, yeah, this this was like a holy grail for a long time. This was up there with like Castlevania Rondo of Blood in terms of, oof, you're going to import a game for a certain system. Make sure it's Silver Gun. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's Castlevania. Make sure it's the Japanese version of Sonic Adventure. I don't know. And or actually, no, it'd be Cannon Spike. But um, this was something I had absolutely zero um, experience with until Emulation. This was very much uh, an emulation thing. And then the 360 version came along, and I didn't buy it. So we should probably explore as to why. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode brought to you by Bob Hoskins Incorporated. All right. So, (laughs) Craig, the impetus behind your pick here, because this is a very, very non-Craig pick. Oh, yeah. Is Hammerwatch, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was probably something in that ballpark of... I've I've really enjoyed a little bit of hammer watching just for general bullet hell running about like mad and dodging things. So I have been playing other things. I started playing that. Oh God, is it? It's not geometry balls, is it? Or is it geometry? It's geometry. Balls? If that's what you're talking about, yeah, yeah. If that's what I'm talking about, I've been played a bit of that. I was actually playing asteroids there, like literally Ooh. playing asteroids the other day. Yep, I know. Tell me about it. Um, it was in. One of the collections on PlayStation, I can't remember which one. Uh, probably what what one of the like retro compilation ones. I think yeah, it's Midway it one, Arcade one Treasures them. or something like that. Uh, whatever it was, it was, it was playing playing about asteroids, and it, I just I just thought, yeah, why not? I'll just I'll give it give it. A All go. right, and um, we have done on the 
uh, previous episodes of this show, we have done cotton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're kind of in the midst of picking out of this dense fog the one shooter that Craig might like. Shmup, I should say. Not shooter. Yes. So we have a couple of things narrowed down. From Cotton, we learned not really a fan of horizontal. No, nope, You're not, not adverse to yeah. what they call cutemups, but the horizontal is straight out. Mm-hmm. From Hammerwatch, a definitely not a shmup game, but has some elements there, uh, we learned yep, that yep. dodging bullet patterns is fun. Yes. So we, we know that it has to be a uh, bullet hell or bullet curtain, whatever you want to call it, kind of game. What did we learn from Radiant Silver Gun to get us um, closer to the perfect shmup for Craig? Um, what we learned from Radiant Silver Gun, and this might jump into—I don't know if this is going to jump straight into Final Thoughts—but I, it, it was—it's quite slow paced. It's a lot slower paced than what what I thought it was going to be. It becomes more of. Yeah, there's bullets flying about the place. You are dodging them, but it's fairly easy to dodge most of what's on the screen. Like it's not, it's not an issue. But the game itself is, you know, a vertical scrolling, shooting things that come in in patterns. But the the extra added element is the color element. Like you maybe just want to shoot the blue guys because you get a combo yeah. meter or whatever you you build up. Um. And it's it's so slow, and you're trying to concentrate on that that you stop having to concentrate on dodging things because you're not puzzling your way through it, but you're it's a different priority you've got. Yeah, it, it um, radiant silver gun. Oh, by the way, I, I I tried to valiantly emulate this, and my computer went, "All right, we can do this, buddy," <laughs> but it's gonna be about three frames a second. And so I played Radiant Silver Gun at like three frames a second. Uh, I normally I would, if I couldn't emulate it, I would buy it. But I'm very, very familiar with Radiant Silver Gun, and spending sixteen dollars mm-hmm. just to play it for another hour to go, yeah, okay, it's Radiant Silver Gun. Yeah, eh, it was a little harsh. So uh, this is the first one I may have ducked out on actually, but I do know quite a bit about it. So. Uh, Radiant Silver Gun. I believe it's a first-person shooter um, <laughs> with some platforming elements. No, okay. So uh, this is the first uh, shmup that I ever played way back in the day when you almost had the thought of, oh, I can't keep my combo going due to my failure. Should I just die? Should I Should I die? Like, mm-hmm. like this is the first one that had that element to it. And a lot of other games picked up on that element and moved it forward. But this was the first one that uh, the reasons why it I don't like it stood out almost immediately. I don't yeah. like. Sh- I, no, no, I was just gonna say that. Like, sorry to interrupt, but I was I was just gonna say on that. My I'd never ever thought should I die because I wasn't that invested in it. My first thought was actually I need to not immediately try and kill everything on screen. And it's such it's such a weird thing to have to focus on, is not looking for the patterns and then, you know, shooting up screen before they come yep, on screen you don't to do make that. sure you're clipping everyone. You don't do it. You can't do it because you needn't to... It's a different focus. I just I didn't expect it. So, um, yeah, sorry no, to interrupt, no, no, but that fine. was my kind of, like, reaction to it. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because especially if you come from stuff like... Um, you know, the early 90s shmup where it is, okay, I'm going to swing back and forth 
shooting before the enemies even get here. Mm -hmm. uh, this is very much a, oh, okay, I have to pay attention to it. Uh, this was the first game I played that that did that. Um, a couple of things I dislike about reading Silver Gun, because I think it's kind of weird that I dislike a shmup. Um, and that is, number one, I don't like not having power-ups. It feels good to get a power-up. And I know you can level up yeah. your abilities, especially if you're playing story mode, which... Yeah, we should mention it. It has a story mode with nice little anime cut scenes and stuff. It's it's pretty cool for mm -hmm. Um So I don't like that. I don't like the really, really harsh polygonal look to this game. Uh, oh, like really? It. I quite like it. Some bits of it. Yeah, I like, I like the way your sword animates in. I like the way the danger warnings come in. I like the way it kind of like... You see behind the curtain a wee bit and kind of some of the isometric, not isometric lines, sorry, that's not correct, but the kind of like grid lines, the laser oh, the wire effects and all that. I, yeah, the wi wireframe, that's the word, yeah. Um, I like all of it and I like the way the ship looks and I like the way the level looks. I d there was nothing about the look of it that made me think, hmm, I don't, I don't quite like this. I, I really liked the bit when the warning sign came in glitching all over the place. And lasers happened, and the first time you fire your sword, I was like, "Wow!" Did not expect. I forgot it was a Saturn game. In my head, I'm like, "I'm playing a, I'm playing a SNES game or something," and then all these effects happen. And I'm like, "This is amazing!" Uh, I think this is a supremely ugly game. Oh, like, wow. like, like it wow. is an affront to my eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it's strange. Um, I, I can admire the artistry. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, like when the warning sign is like, and it starts glitching out. That is very cool. And some of the angles uh -huh. that the boss ships take, where they just kind of rotate and oh, twist, yeah. that is very cool. But everything else is hideous to me. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about not having power ups and having every weapon available to you due to button combination instead of, oh, I'm going to pick up the sword. Oh, I'm going to pick up the laser. Yeah. I. I was mixed about this at first. I really didn't like it until I realised you're levelling up weapons, and it it feels a bit. You if you pick a weapon you like, like just the straight lasers flying forward, and then maybe you've got two. Maybe you're using that and you're using the forty five degree angle thing to cover everything. You level those up and you do what you want with it, but sometimes you feel like the game's nudging you towards using one of the other weapons that you might not use that might not be levelled, and you're like, ah, oh, so. I think I would prefer power-ups on reflection because if you pick up a power-up for a specific weapon type, you kind of think that the next few patterns are going to take... or you're going to take advantage of that different shot because they'll come in, like the ones that come in in a V, mm -hmm. so you have to use your diagonals. It's all obvious what weapon you're supposed to use. Yeah, it's, just a, it's just a matter of remembering you have that weapon and to pull it out when you need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and you've got your your six or your four shots, and then you you should hold down two at a time, and it's like, oh my god, there's so many different, there's so many different combinations. I would rather just shoot forward, and then sometimes shoot more things. <laughs> I sometimes but the like one thing, the one exception I would say is the sword. The sword is pretty cool all round. As a, a wee super. All right, I'm going to show a little bit of my ignorance here. So I don't think Radiant Silvergun pioneered the sword on a ship thing like shmups do but okay. a lot of shooters after radiant silver gun all had oh here's your sword power up or here's your your spirit weapon power up i i've seen bits and bobs like that but this was the first time that made me think i really like a sword on a spaceship that's <laughs> fucking cool <laughs> um okay so 
Um, another thing that Raiden and Silvergun introduced me to as a youngin was uh, the idea of shaving my as facial hair. Your face? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you... Is this a technique that I'm, I don't this know? This is a technique that you will want to know for later on because we, we are on this journey to find you the perfect shmup and it'll be great when you find it. Uh-huh. Um, so in this, you don't get any real benefit like gameplay-wise for shaving except for uh, maybe you can get yourself out of a situation. Okay, so um, shaving is realizing that your hitbox is not your sprite. Oh yes, yes. I know. Like now, I immediately know because there's points in a boss where you can dodge fireballs, and the fireball is clearly floating over your wing, yeah, or something like that. But you can start right. Okay, I know uh, what you're talking about. Later, now. later on in the development of the genre, you would have games that take shaving and give you an advantage. Like, uh, let's say you have a quad shot, so you're shooting four lasers. While you're shaving, mm-hmm. that will turn into eight shot. So. It encourages you to shave while hitting things so you can get a wider burst of shots. Uh, I like it when games okay. do that. I'm, I'm, my hubris always gets the better of me. It's I won't go to the safe zone. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to shave this and I always die from it. But I, I, I like yeah. having a gameplay incentive to do that instead of um, towards later on in the game. You pretty much have to do this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I got to give reason so we're going to that. Yeah, I I discovered this by accident, and I genuinely like being ignorant of the genre in general. Thought I didn't think it was like sloppy coding or anything like that, but I thought I can totally take this as the way this game is. I'm taking advantage of it. I didn't know it was just a thing. Mm. Um, by the third, I think the third boss was where I ducked out. I beat the third boss, which shoots a massive laser down, and then there's rockets coming out and this, that, and the other. There's points where no matter where you are, the only safe space, you are inadvertently shaving, as you say. And that's how I figured out you could do it was I was forced into a position where it was forced upon me. (laughs) So I did it by accident. Okay, so you could (laughs) say this is a good teaching game in that regard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because of the slower pace. I Actually, do you know what? Yeah, of everything, it's slower paced. You have a myriad of weapons and it teaches you to use or you can use a different weapon at a different time to, to a greater effect. It gives you different enemy types and different patterns that you need to... You know, there's moving enemies, but there's also s- static enemies that are just in a V. Yeah. And the bosses all have various bits to knock off them. I, I, I'll, I'll give them that various... too. I'll give them that too. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. So I think it is pretty... It's a pretty good, solid starter game. Which is I think weird if I because it's renowned as one of the hardest shmup games. Yeah, I, I could see it getting hard. Like, there's no doubt I could see it getting hard. But I, I think if I hadn't started on this journey, already having a game, I know in my head what I roughly want, and this is still not there. <laughs> All right, so, so I think the next one we should do would be, um, or are you locked as, do you, do you like spaceships? No, I'm not. I'm not locked to spaceships at all. Okay, because because there's a couple where it's people. I wish people. I'll, I'll go with people. That's absolutely fine. I kind of wish something like at the moment where my brain is going towards is. I wish something like Gungeon wasn't a roguelike. I wish it was just you know like an RPG. Oh, uh, okay. You know, yeah, you no, know yeah, something I see what like you're saying. That. Yeah, like this weird mix of Gungeon and Hammerwatch. Yeah, yeah, something in there. I could I could deal with like got. 
Not Gauntlet. Yeah, Gauntlet. No, Gauntlet. Oh, what would I think of? I don't know. Did we, play we did play Gauntlet. Uh, wouldn't no, call it Bullet Helly. That's more of a, you know, no. enemy curtain. Um. So, so like... It's dodging. It's dodging. It's great. I love it, it, it makes you feel so cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um... I yeah. would say, like, if I had to, if we were sitting here in person, they're like, all right, all right, uh, based on these things, what would be the next one to try? I would say there's um, there's two. There's, like, um, the series called Gunbird, which is kind of mm-hmm. goofy, as in, like, one of your things is an old man in a pedal copter that shoots. And so it's, it's kind of okay. fun. It's kind of goofy. Uh, and then you have something called Castle Shikigami, which are closer to Radiant Silver Gun with power-ups instead of all the weapons, but your people um and so it feels okay. different so um when we hit one of these years where i'm like ooh, i wonder if this is what craig will like we'll have to do another smoke as long as you're not getting tired of them oh no not at all. like i'm genuinely having fun it's it's the first time i've kind of like thought i feel enthusiastic about finding out a little about myself no. um if you're ever I bet you. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I bet you one of those games was released the same year as Broken Salt <laughs> or something. You know, something like that's going to happen. Um, if if you like the slower pace of Radiant Silver Gun, and maybe not necessarily the mechanics of Radiant Silver Gun, the spiritual successor. It's not really a sequel. It's called Ikaruga. Uh, it came out on the GameCube. Yeah. Have you tried that? I haven't tried it, but I have. Like I know of it. I think Mike has mentioned it on every podcast that we've been on ever. Yeah, the um, big mechanic is color switching. So you can, so if your ship mm-hmm. flips upside down, it's white. If it's right side up, it's black. And you're immune to bullets yeah. of the same color. And so, of the yeah. Same color, yeah. yeah. Um, my only problem with games like the, not my only problem, I'm sorry. One of the problems I have is I don't like playing shmups for score. I like playing shmups for survival. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I think I genuinely think because one of the th- things where I realised I can't just kill everything and get a high score, I need to selectively choose some target. That was one of the things that I thought that's geared towards score, not just I. I just want a situation. I wouldn't even care if it was scrolling. See something like asteroids. Yeah, if it was just a bit more complicated, if it was just there and you just had to survive and things were getting absolutely fucked and you're like a million enemies on screen and you're just doing your best to survive i think that's good uh yeah so so you know what's another one that just sprang to mind was jamestown jamestown is a very beginner friendly bullet hell shmup but it's it's very since it has a vaguely a story along with it it's very uh survival focused and that's my problem with the genre is a lot of this is geared towards score because a lot of it's arcade games um and i like it for a different reason so um, yeah, that's kind of why I don't think Radiant Silver Gun is bad at all. Like it is, it's a great shmup. I just do not like it. Um, so that's that. Uh, shall we move on to our Grim Fandango talk? Yeah. So like, are you, as long as you don't, how long have we been recording for? I can't see my screen. Feed Twenty-four me. minutes. So we'll have to make it brief. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like, or a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. Of Grim Fandango. So the reason I picked Grim Fandango is because. <laughs> I genuinely I've got a genuine solid love of that game because of pretty much everything about it. I think with the way the way games were going at that time, I was like obviously embedded in my monkey island and my 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 
point and click adventures but Grim Fandango came out like a wrecking ball what is this you're controlling the character with tank controls and blah and then Monkey Island 4 came out and it was the same kind of thing you were controlling the character I thought this is the future I better dig my I better you know like bite the pillow yeah, and n- get, not dig, dig your heels in bite the bullet not dig my heel not bite the bullet that's the one Jesus <laughs> um I better just I better just knuckle down and like it, and it took a wee bit of getting used to. But see when things click and you just think I like the way this controls now. The writing in that game is is fantastic. The setting is amazing. The story is is really quite nice and complex. And I think I think out of all of all of the the kind of LucasArts adventures to that point, it culminates in the best bits of everything being in Grim Fandango. I can I can go with you to that point. Like this is very much seems to be the mm-hmm. vortex of everything they wanted. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a sh- like it was one of the few games that I tried as a kid, and I had a genuine. Well, that's a shame. It's an adventure game. Uh huh. Like um, seeing it in magazines and reading it's an adventure game didn't mean much because Resident Evil was called an adventure game by some people. So. Yeah, That's what it reminded yeah. me of when I tried it for the first time. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like Resident Evil. And it's just like, oh, here's puzzles like, you know, insert diamond key into diamond code door. Um, uh-huh. It wasn't. Uh, it's still full of adventure game goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, teeth yeah. were gritted really hard saying that. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's definitely, and I've explained it before, it's an odd world game. Like, I love the character design. I love the voice work. I love uh, the writing. I love everything about it, except actually taking that dorky-looking skeleton and moving him around and doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a big fan of Mitz. Manny, right? Manny's his name. Yeah, okay. Manny. Manny Calavera. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really like the setting for it. It is a very cool... Uh, setting for an adventure game and I'm surprised more people didn't do odd settings like that like because mm-hmm. I can't think of another game besides maybe bits of sanitarium that did oh, the yeah, underworld yeah. did you play sanitarium oh no um oh you've said sanitarium and my brain went somewhere else I thought of another game set in a sanitarium which is that ether one oh oh okay thing. i was gonna say wow i'm surprised you played sanitarium i would have thought you were out of the game by that point Terrible, sorry oh no no that's perfectly fine so yeah i i have an affection for grim Fa- like like um like like jeez. when you remember the big deal when tim schaefer came out and went hey grim fandango remastered and everybody was mm-hmm. like hey it was, I was genuinely happy to see it get remastered. I, yeah. I I have it. I won't play it, but I was genuinely happy to say, "Oh, I'm glad this didn't, you know, get reserved to a bunch of old people talking about it on the internet 30 years from now." I got a remaster. Uh so yeah, I I have affection for a game that I've never played to completion. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so that's our Grim Fandango episode. Uh, is there any else we can bang out really quick? Um. Um, Nino Kuni one maybe. Oh. <laughs> oh god, I I no I can't think of I can't think of anything else that I want to say. I'm actually happy that we managed to condense a Grim Fandango episode into three minutes. <laughs> like it was quite oh, nice. Oh, I know what I was going to ask um, you. Oh no. Okay, I remembered. Okay, 
Uh, I think this is, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. you are now not my friend anymore. I'm using you like you're just an object. Uh, maybe in an adventure game, but you're from uh-huh. the UK. So, uh, perusing uh-huh. the online stores on things like PlayStation, Xbox, every once in a while I will see a game and it has such a Euro stink on it that I'm like, I wonder if Craig knows about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> for Stinky Euro Games Episode 1, we're going to ask Craig, uh-huh. do you know what the deal is with Neighbors from Hell? Neighbors from Hell? Yeah, it recently got a remaster. And I'm like, that is the most uh, Ardman Productions claymation Euro stink on something I've ever seen. <gasps> I remember, now that you've said the Ardman thing, I remember something about that. Okay. All right, Google a picture if you need to. But I'm like, I bet you Craig, Craig knows about this. Da-da-da. Oh, God. Oh, no, I've got Neighbors from Hell. It's a TV show um, on TBS. That's not not Brit. So hold on. I mean, we'll cut all this. Oh, hang on. Neighbors from Hell video game. There we go. Known in the United States. The the United States? No, listen to this. Neighbors from Hell, known in the United States as Neighbors from Hell, is a puzzle strategy. Why does it? <laughs> but okay. Oh, oh, I see. Um, I see. I see. I googled it myself. It's because of the extra letters in neighbors. You guys have the U. Oh, I we never, have the O. Never. Ah, all right. We spell it right. Okay, I've got. I've got you now. No, I. I've seen it, but I'd like to rec. I recognize it, but nothing else. Okay. All right. Okay. So this ends. Craig, what's this Euro thing? Episode one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I saw it. I got a remaster, and I was like, "Oh, that looks weird." And that was that. So I said, "We call." I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm curious about it because you know one game company that pops up time and time and time again, and just like everything I play seems to be good. Is THQ Nordic? Oh, oh, that's that's like, that's a bad, 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 bad first impression there, bud. Um, but the. Like I'm, I'm looking at their games list just now because I just thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at their games and scrolling through it. What have I played that's good here? The Book of Unwritten Tales, The Raven. Um, I never played Painkiller, but I, I'm, Painkiller's I'm fun. It's yeah, it's good. like Sam, a serious Sam Goth edition. Um, yep, Shadow Run. You know, um, this is the Police. Very recent or recentish mobile game. Darksiders, the War Master Edition. And it's obviously they're not developers, they're publishers. The Blob. Great, you know. Um Yeah, you're missing out oh, on look. like Gothic and Oh well the Blob. Black Mirror. I played that I played that not long ago. That was very good. Um Neighbors from Hell has an Android and iOS release. They do. Uh, from twenty seventeen. Uh, so yeah, um, THQ Nordic. Thank you for listening to the THQ Nordic <laughs> episode. I'm not gonna lie, Craig. I thought I thought the next word out of your mouth is was gonna be psychosis, and I was like, "All right, Craig. All Sa- right, psychosis." <laughs> I, I that's more of an ironic <laughs> pick, you know. But, um, like there is nostalgia there, but it's not not necessarily good. Um, so what you're saying is you would be ecstatica think- to talk about a psychosis game. Oh, look at that. Look at that. We are playing that, like, next. <laughs> Retro Rewind round. 
we're going to play it. I, I would tell you what. I would make sure I could get it running on something, never touch it, then read about it and watch a YouTube video and say, no, Craig, I, I, I played this. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, after that, we it's... could play Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Why not? We'll just play all these terrible games. Hey, look, THQ Nordic, sorry, back on track. <laughs> Desperados 3 and Biomutant, so more recent Biomutant games. is untested. Um, We're not sure yet. As they did, uh, they published the remaster of Red Faction, which was a good game. So Ooh. the remaster or the remaster. No, 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 no. Red Faction is not good. Oh, Dave, sorry, you're breaking. You're breaking up. I said you're breaking Red up, Dave. Faction I think we're going to have to end. Good. I think we're going to have to end the podcast. <laughs> All right, I will. Not just this episode. I mean the whole thing. <laughs> Too much static. Uh, all right. So thank you very much for listening to our Radiant Silver Gun mini Grim Fandango mini Craig What Is This Euro Thing episode one episode uh, and the THQ Nordic fan cast. <laughs> if you have anything you'd like to say on uh, Radiant Silver Gun or shmups in general, like if you have suggestions for, hey, Craig, maybe you'd like this. That'd be really cool. If, even if we get enough of these, it'd be cool to do. A, OK, we tried a bunch of shmups episode. Uh, that'd be kind of fun because mm-hmm. like like my brain is kind of firmly rooted in like the 90s. So like yeah, Captain Tomaday. Yeah. yeah, that's great. You know, that kind of stuff. So I'm not as familiar moving on. Um, if you'd like to do that, we have a bunch of forms you can fill out. Not not a bunch of – I should really change the way I say that. It's not like we hand you a tax form and say fill this out. It, <laughs> it's a little drop-down box where you can choose the reason for um, – Contact, I guess, communicate, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you can add a little yeah, message. So to you it. can suggest a game, yeah. or you can tell us we're crap, or you know, you, there's any, any number of things you could write in that. But you can try and sell as pills. A lot of people try and sell as pills. Well, I, I have been in um, the market. I've been in the market. I've been signing us up using that email for a lot of things. Oh my god, I've been, I've been marking them all as spam. <laughs> oh, Damn it! Geez, Sorry about that. No wonder my wife is unsatisfied. <laughs> um, okay, so you can get a hold of us uh, if you want to do that. My PS5 will enter rest mode in 10 minutes due to power saving settings. I'm going to hit a button. And our next Retro Rewind episode is going to be my pick, which is... I'm stalling because I can't remember... Ogre. Ogre Battle 64. I am which genuinely I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about it. It's it's easily the best game of this chunk of recording. Ooh, 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 ooh. That'll be interesting because I think the one after that, I think, might be. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, Hang on, hang on. Snowballing. Oh God, no, Alice. Alice. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's easily the second best game. Of this Ooh, recording. See, because I um, thought this was. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So, as you can see, we're excited to talk about Ogre Rata 64 and Alice. Yeah, so, yeah. if you have any thoughts on it, hit us up. And we are out of here because I need to make a sandwich and use the bathroom. So, cool. thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.